I didn't mention this, but April, it's good to see that you are here with us today, too. And I, I keep forgetting to do this, so I'm going to just put you on the spot now, all right? Next time you come, you have to do a special. So I'm just, uh, I keep forgetting to give her heads up notice and uh, love for her to sing when she's here and such a blessing and I don't know, maybe one of these days she might just become a permanent fixture if my son might get on the program here. I don't know. I don't know if he needs some help or some guidance or... I don't know if you guys noticed, but this deer season, my deer was bigger than his, too. Just wanted to point that out. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'd like you to turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4. I better make this quick today. No, my voice is not going to last, but giving thought to this month, focusing on Jesus and uh, so much to say about about him. We could spend our entire life of ministry just preaching on on uh, Jesus and his life and who he is and and uh, all, all of Scripture brings us back to Jesus and and uh, what what a blessing it is to uh, know that in that perfect plan so many years ago that Jesus came and fulfilled the will of his Father and and uh, we are still today. Uh, worshiping our King and worshiping our Lord, and and uh, what a joy it is to uh, come every Christmas season and give thought to uh, uh, this uh, baby being born, who is God Himself incarnate, and to think about the the divine plan that that came about, and and as we as we preach the gospel, I, I find this interesting, and, and, it, and it amazes me. I, I guess it shouldn't. It's God. I mean, it's, you know, and in, in, uh, all-powerful, all-knowing, but even as the gardeners were singing in Japanese, to, uh, our languages may be different, but the message is the same. And Jesus saves whoever will call upon him, and what, what a joy that is. And, 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 and I feel bad for these countries that that are so hard to the gospel and and to think about how, how you know you're you're dealing with you're dealing with a country like many other countries that uh, hear nothing about Jesus. I'm sure you've ran into people and don't know anything about Jesus at all. And and uh, you know we can go into Morgan County and and pretty much we could talk about everybody here and everyone has heard about Jesus and. Whether they're against him or, or for him or whatever, that's another story. But everybody's heard about Jesus. But you go into these countries where they haven't heard anything about him. And, and to think of the, the suicide rate and, and uh, uh, just the, the unhappiness and the stress. And, and uh, this, this is a heavy world. And, and the burdens that this world gives are, are burdens that if we have nowhere to get rid of them, they destroy and they they, they uh, burden us down to a point where, where people see that there is no hope. And, and we're, we're here to tell you that if you're one of those today, that you need to cast your care upon Jesus because he loves you. And, and, and he shows us that he loves you by going to that cross. And yes, he was born on, in, in a manger and in the humble of all settings and, and, and to see and think about 
our God who left glory to do that in, uh, in this perfect plan to allow us to have free salvation, one that is not merited, one that is not worked for, but it's one that, that is so very simple but cost everything to God. And, and what a joy it is to, to be able to tell people about Jesus. And, and that's what we're going to look at over the next few weeks is we're just looking at Jesus. We're, we're going to give thought to who he is. And, and today I, I just thought we would spend a little bit of time here in Hebrews chapter 4 and in showing that Jesus is our great high priest. I, I am so thankful that I did not have to grow up during the time of the Old Testament law and and, and you go back into uh, uh, Exodus when, when God is, is talking to Moses and then he, he uh, has Moses write down there in Leviticus all of the, the Old Testament laws and, and, uh, and all of that. And maybe one of these days I will and where we can go through all of the, the feasts that they have and, and uh, <clears throat> all of the different sacrifices they have and and you'll see that even in all of that Old Testament law, that all of that was pointing us to Jesus and the ultimate sacrifice. And, and he, was, he was that that one that could go to that altar and, and die for the sins of the world. And, and, but we also know that that high priest in going into that holy of holies and, and uh, making those sacrifices that it was there that representing the, the very presence of God and, and how he had to make sacrifices for himself before he could go in to make a sacrifice for the, the rest of the camp. And, and because God cannot be in the presence of sin whatsoever. And, and to think of that and, and see that that man had to go in and, and those sacrifices made over and over yearly and yearly we would see those sacrifices being made. And, and what a joy it is to know that Jesus went to that cross and made that sacrifice. And as a great high priest, he goes in and the sacrifice that he makes is himself. When he makes that sacrifice, it's one that is sufficient for all the sins of the world. All the sins of the world. And that whosoever will call upon him shall be saved. What a joy it is to know that our Savior loves us. What a joy it is to know that our God is not some, just a, 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 a bunch of traditions that we have been taught. It's not something that, that is, is just a religion that so many have. And, and, and I'm, I'm sure that some of the Japanese that, like other countries, they, they, uh, many are probably just very worldly, but some are probably very religious and follow a dark religion and and it's all traditions and it's all of the rudiments that they want to make of this and thinking that these are the things that are going to to make uh, their ancestors happy or make their little God happy or whoever. But I just thank God that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as, as he walked on earth, as he was born in that manger and then as he grew as a young man and, and, and became a man that, that went out and preached the gospel and showed them that he was the fulfillment of the law. And, and as he walked with them physically, that, 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 that is God himself, that he still walks with us that way also. He's given us the Holy Spirit of God that is in our heart and in our lives. And, and just as if 
He, and he's as real in our lives as Jesus was real during that time of his incarnation. And oh, the, the joy that we ought to have with our Savior. And to think about him being our great high priest. Let's look at this here in, in Hebrews chapter 4 and just three verses, 14, 15, and 16. And first of all, we're going to see that Jesus is heavenly. And, and here it tells us in 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. And so here we see, first of all, when, when we give thought to these verses and, and the, the end of the chapter that, that they are written in, we, we, we have to kind of go back and see what has been going on here. And, and we see here in chapter 4 and verses 12 and 13 that, that we have been scrutinized by the Word of God. If you're really open-hearted and transparent to God and, and, and you read the Word of God with an open heart and with an open mind, then, then you are going to find that God's Word is going to be pointing things out in your life that needs to change. That's just the way it is. It's a perfect Word of God. It's holy and, 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 and perfect in all ways, and, and, and we're not. And, and so as we take the Word of God and, and, and allow it to do its work, it's scrutinizing us and, and cutting very deep into our hearts and in our lives and, and, and all the way down to the very marrow of our bones and showing us that there are things that, that need to be different in our lives and, and convicting us in our hearts. And, and that's what we see there in 12 and 13, that that scrutinization of, of God's Word. That's, that's why so often that, that a preacher is, is uh, 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 there are people in the congregation that are convinced that, that he's picking on you whenever he preaches a message. And you think, man, I had somebody say, it's just like, Pastor, like you've been sitting in our sofa in our living room and, 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 and you're a part of our life. And it's like, hey, it's not me. Trust me, I'm not there, all right? But the Holy Spirit is. And his word, and he will take that and use those things in your life. And so preachers are are sometimes accused of of uh, being judgmental, or 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 maybe they're condemning. But look, it's not me. You just preach the word of God, and you preach the perfect word of God, and you know what it does? It condemns, it convicts, it it scrutinizes, it 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 brings us to. To, to shame in our lives, it brings us to sorrow in our lives, it, it brings joy in our lives, it brings encouragement in our lives. I mean, the, the Word of God is so powerful, and that's what he was telling us. And, and, and so here you are, you're, you're being scrutinized by this very perfect Word of God, and, and, and he could have ended with verse 13, where there is any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. I, I mean, God's word opens, he, he flays us open to where he knows and sees everything about us. Every secret that we might try to hide from others. And, and that reminds me that if you haven't done it yet, I have that basket up here again today that, that I want you to fill out a little piece of paper, fold it up. Nobody else needs to see it, but I want you to put that in there about what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life. And, and, and I want you to put that, in that in, on that paper and put it in that basket, and I'm collecting those, and no one else is reading those, but, but it's for a message that I'm preparing in January. But, but, uh, and, and, 
in all of those things. Now you write on those papers and you, and you fold them up and you don't want anybody else to see that and God has seen it. And God knows. And God knows what's in the very closets of our hearts. And, and whenever we read the Word of God, He, he flays that open and, and, and brings that to light because that's where the healing starts. And that's what he wants to do in your life. And that's what the Word of God does. And here in verse 13, it says, we're all left open and naked in front of him, and there's nothing hidden. And he could have stopped right there, but he didn't. But then he goes on. And then he says, seeing then that everything is wide open, we have a great high priest. I love it. He goes into that holy of holies and it's there that he has made that sacrifice and for all the sins of the world, whether they are past sins or present sins that, that we are still committing today or those that we have yet to uh, commit in our lives. And Jesus Christ went to that cross and he's that great high priest who went in and made that sacrifice for all the sins of the world. All of them. All of them. The great high priest. Oh, he's so much better than the other one. It says in Hebrews 7, and, and this is a challenge for you. If, if you want to see and understand more about the priesthood of Jesus and, and how he is final. And, and look, I'm not, I'm not here to, to, to upset everybody, but there is no need for priests today. You hear me? There is no need for priests today. Not, not in churches today. I'm not a priest. Don't come to me. And I guess I am a priest in one way. In that, uh, the, you, but all of us that know Christ is your Savior, you're a priest. You understand that? You have the wonderful privilege of walking into the Holy of Holies in the very presence of God the Father today because of what Jesus has done. What Jesus has done. Not what I've done. Not what you've done, but what Jesus has done. And oh, what a joy that is to know of this great high priest. And here it says in Hebrews 7, and go through the whole book of Hebrews, and it tells you all about his priesthood. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. You could read on to the rest of that if you would like later on, but here we see that his priesthood never changes and that it is forever, and, and we thank God for that, and knowing that it is much better than, than what the, the priesthood was back in that day, and you can go and, and remember Ananias and, and, the, the, uh, and the high priest of the day when Jesus was being crucified. Here he was, that, that high priest of the day was one that was uh, guilty of, of crucifying the very sacrifice that uh, would, would save him. And we know that later that Paul had words with that uh, great high priest and, 
and we see his failures and uh, the, the great high, or the, not the great high priest, but the high priest, and, and we see that they were men just like we are, and, and, and how in the world would we, we ever think that any man here on earth could be any different than the rest of us? The only one that di- has ever been different or ever will be is Jesus Christ himself. Everybody else puts their pants on just the same way. And the ground is level at the cross for everyone. And here we see that we have a great high priest now that has passed into the heavens. And you can go to Acts chapter 1 and verses 9 through 11. And, and here it tells us that, that uh, in Acts 1 and verses 9 through 11 where Jesus ascended into heaven and, and knowing that he's there. And, and we think of all of the other gods of all of the other religions today. And, and even in Japan where much of them I'm, I'm sure go to their ancestors and and worship the dead, and, and there are other religions that worship the dead, and, and that's exactly what they're doing. They are worshiping the dead. However, look in verse 9, and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. I love it. Our Jesus is very much alive today. Our Jesus is sitting at the very throne of God today. Throughout the Scripture, it shows us that he is ever making intercession for those that are his today. And he goes in front of God. And, 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 and think about this. We have, we have the devil who, who goes in front of the throne of God at times and, and petitions people. And, and we know that he does that because he did it with Job. And he stands in front of God and, and, and wants to pick someone and, and show that their faith is weak and that they're going to fail. And, and so he goes and petitions them and, in front of God. And, and, but however, the, the thing that we have today in, in, our, in our Savior is not only is, is uh, Satan sometimes petitioning for us, but we have someone else that goes in front of God all the time. And he says, God, I want you to know that he's mine. He's yours. Because of my blood that was shed on that cross. He's accepted that sacrifice and trusted me as his Savior and he's ours. And the nice thing about it is Satan can only petition and God allows things to happen in our lives. But when Jesus goes and makes that intercession, it's the very power of God. That's upon our lives and making that petition. He's heavenly He's ascended into heaven and he doesn't have to come back. Tells us in John 1.14 that we beheld his glory. And we continue to see that he was a son of God. In John 20 and 31, we see that he evidenced that he was God himself by all of the, all of the miracles that he performed so that we could understand that we need to call upon him to be our savior. You see, whenever we look at this, we see that he's heavenly and, and what a joy it is to know him and seeing then we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens and, and is able to go directly to God the Father and Jesus the Son of God. And, but also he tells us then to let us hold fast our profession. Never let go of what Jesus is to you. Never forget what he is to you. Oh, we can think about and and we do celebrate his birth and we think about him as a baby, but he didn't stay a baby very long. Those of you who have children, you understand that that it doesn't take long to where those kids are crawling and then 
pretty soon they're potty trained and they're running around on their own and, and, and then, then you're, you're taking them off to school and then pretty soon you watch them graduate and then they're, they're getting married and they're having their own kids and then pretty soon here you are in your last days and, and you look and you see your kids are grown and, and, and they become grandparents and, and life continues on and, and pretty soon you look up and it's all over. And, and, and so we understand that, yes, there was a time when Jesus was a baby, but there was an entire purpose that, that all of the world rested upon that very decision that God made that he was going to make the ultimate sacrifice himself for all of the world so that they could have the opportunity to trust him and have an eternal life in glory. Jesus, the Son of God, and so let us hold fast to this profession and, and let us keep closely united with this. And, and, and our profession is our confession. We confess to God Almighty. We confess to Him because of what Jesus has done for us. We acknowledge to Him who He is and who we are. And so let us hold fast our profession. He is heavenly. He's also sympathetic. I love this. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. You know, I... Wes and I were talking about um, leadership qualities one day. And, and I told him, I said, I think, in my opinion, my, the, the one thing that if I'm to follow someone, the one thing that, that I look for that stands out above everything else, and if they don't have this, I don't care to follow them, is they got to be willing to do what they're asking you to do. And not only willing to do it, but they do it. And, and when I give thought to that, and, and they, hey, if I have somebody that, that is leading and, and they're right out in the mix of the fight and they're, leading the, and they're leading the way and they're not beating you from a desk from behind and they're not pushing you, but, but uh, they're leading you. And that, and that is the kind of leadership that God teaches us is a servant leadership and a shepherd leadership and and a shepherd never drives sheep you ever tried to drive a sheep it doesn't work it's kind of like driving a pig that don't work either and so I don't know that you can lead a pig either you just shoot them drag them in the truck and take them to the locker and so that's by far better but it's a very insensitive day all right it's just the way it is you know it's the day quill all right but you know, I did read something where a guy killed someone and said that it was temporary insanity because he had eaten too many cough drops. So watch out. I've had a lot of hauls today, too. So don't make me mad. <laughs> but when we think about our Savior and the great shepherd and the great high priest, he leads the way. He says, look, I know what you're going through. I lived here for 33 and a half years. I took upon me the body of flesh, one that hungers, one that feels pain, one that, one, one that, that is grieved over things that make me sad and dealing with the emotions that, that God has given us. He said, I understand. He said, I, I can be touched. I can have sympathy. I can be compassionate to you. I understand the things that you are going through. Oh, how many times do we hear this, that 
Oh, pastor, you just, you just can't understand the things that, that I'm going through. Look, you don't know my life. You don't, you don't know anything about me and, and except the things that I told you. And, but, you know, I shared some pretty sensitive things a few months ago, and, and it opened your eyes to, wow, that guy's as weird as the rest of us. And, but it, it does something. It does something when you, you see someone that, that you, hey, they've been through it, and they, and they understand more of, of what I'm going through. Well, I want you to know that Jesus is telling us here that whatever you are going through, he has gone through that in his life. Whether he did it himself or whether he felt it through your own pain. Because when he went to that cross, he died for all the sins of the world. He felt the pain of everything that this wicked world has done. Our Savior has felt that. And he understands He's gone through that. He's been touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But the one thing that's different, but was in all points tempted as like we are, yet without sin. You see, he's incapable of sinning. He's God. He's impeccable. There is no way that our God would ever sin. There's no way. He cannot sin. Because that's who God is. But he took upon himself that form of flesh so he could understand what we are going through. And he could be touched with the feelings of our infirmities and be tempted just like we are, yet without sin. That's how he can be sympathetic. Oh, he's still God. And he understands what we're going through. And that's why he tells us Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Oh, how we need to give it to him. When we think about that baby that was born that day, we need to understand that he's heavenly, that he's sympathetic, and that he's sufficient. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, I've always had open-door policy, always will. I, I don't, uh, I, you know, you need to see me, you call, you come by, you can drop in, you can come to my house, I don't care. You can, you know, it, it's kind of plagued right now with this leprosy or whatever this is, so you're on your own if you come. Me and the couch have a very intimate relationship going here last couple of days, you know, but uh, uh, we, we, uh, you're, you're welcome to come and, and, and just know that, that you're always welcome. And, and, but the, and I say all that because even with all the busyness and, and, and the church has gotten bigger and I'm, I'm kind of at a point where, where our kids are gone and they're, they're on their own and, and, and so that helps us. So it's just Teresa and I. But uh, when our kids were smaller, like Wes and Laura's are right now, that even in all the busyness, I always wanted my kids to know that Whatever is going on, and no matter how busy things may be, that you are my child and you can come to me at any time. Anytime. I want you to. I want you to come to me and, and talk to me and, 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 and whether it's even not even asking for advice, just come and talk to me and spend time with me. I, I, you know, yesterday, I, I should have stayed in bed all day yesterday too and, 
Tyler wanted to, to, to go hunting for a while, and, and uh, he's going to go by himself. And I no, I'll go, you know. So you crawl out half dead and climb in the truck, and you're under your breath. You're thinking, why am I doing this, you know? And, and, and But uh, you, just, you just praise the Lord that you have time with your children, and, and you want to you, you want to take every moment that you have and, and enjoy that. Well, you ever given thought that those feelings that you have for your children, that that is exactly what God feels for you, that, that he wants to spend that time with you, and, and he wants to hear you talk to him, and, and, and he wants you to come to him and, and, and tell him, Father, you know, these, these, are, these are scary things that are going on in my life, and, and I don't know what to do with this, and I, and I want you to show me, and I, and I want you to empower me, and I, and I want to do the right thing, and, and I want to ask for mercy when, I, when I've done these stupid things that I shouldn't do. And you can come to him boldly, boldly, because of what Jesus Christ has done. Oh, what a joy it is to know him as our Savior. What a joy it is to celebrate the birth of our Savior and tell everybody the meaning of Christmas and, and, and the love that, that he's shown to us. And, but, but also, it's what a joy it is to know that that baby grew up and and he went to that cross and, and he died on that cross and was buried and, and rose again the third day and ascended into the very heavens where God is. And he did so so that whoever wants to place their faith in him and trust in him can have eternal life and, and know that even while we're here on earth and dealing with this old body of flesh and, and, and sin that, that we have a God Almighty who's still there in heaven and, and He's making intercession for us daily and, and He's given us the Holy Spirit of God who's also making intercession for us daily with groanings that we can't even utter. That's how much He loves us. Our God, our Lord God, our Jehovah Elohim, Adonai Jehovah, Jehovah Sabbath, El Shaddai, El Elyon, El Olam, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Ra, Jehovah uh, Titskanu, Jehovah Shema, King, Lawgiver, Judge, Rock, Fortress, Tower, Deliverer, Shepherd, Husband, Husbandman, Father. This is our God that we go to boldly. He is our Abba. He's our Father. He's our Heavenly Father, our Father of lights. Father of spirits, holy Father, righteous Father, Father of glory. He's the self-existent one, the immutable, unchangeable, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent, eternal, infinite, wise, sensitive, just, love, full of goodness, mercy, truth. He's our sovereign. He's holy. He's perfect. He hears and answers prayers. He saves from sin and death all who come to him through Christ. And he's the one that we come to boldly to his throne. We walk up to him not pridefully and arrogantly, but we come up to him and we can approach him just like we would our own father. And we can pour out to him and talk to him about whatever is going on in our lives. And we come boldly to him to find that we may obtain mercy, and find grace to help in time of need. You know the world, the unsaved world, is someday going to come in front of the throne of God 
and it will be a throne of judgment for them rejecting the one Savior. That was sufficient for all. And they're going to come in front of that throne of judgment. And it's through that that they're going to see that they have chosen hell over heaven. They've chosen their own life over Jesus Christ the Savior. Their rejection. Their rejection. But as a believer, as a child of God, you never come in front of the throne of judgment. You come to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. That's our Savior. He is a great high priest making intercession for us today. And oh, how we worship him today. We give him the honor. We give him the glory. For the babe that was born in the manger, to the man who died on the cross, to our God who ascended into heaven and gives us a wonderful privilege of being called a child of God. Do you know him? Do you know him as your Savior today? If you don't, call on him today. Trust him today. And if you know him today, you walk out of here today singing the praises of one, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray your blessings upon the invitation. I pray you stir in our hearts today. Lord, we love you. We praise you. And thank you for that throne of grace where we obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. Lord, we love you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Five hundred forty eight. Have you any room for Jesus? Let's all stand as we sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.